0: The ETF Edge podcast is sponsored by Invesco QQQ, supporting the innovators changing the world. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
1: Welcome to ETF Edge, the podcast. If you're looking to learn the latest insights on all things exchange-traded funds, you're in the right place. Every week, we're bringing you compelling interviews, thoughtful market analysis, and breaking down what it all means for investors. I'm Seema in for Bob Pisani. In honor of Pride Month, today we are delving into a brand new fund that tracks the top 100 companies across corporate America seeking to promote LGBTQ community goals and values. Plus, commodity prices may have raised higher all year, but what's the deal with gold? Here's my conversation with Bob Tool, co-founder and president of Brocure Holdings, plus Tom Lydon, CEO of ETF Trends, and Andrew McMormand, managing director at Wallach Beth Capital. Uh, Tom, start with you. Your thoughts on this new fund?
2: Well, it, it's coming at the right time. We've got some great people behind it, as we mentioned earlier, Seema. When you have Congressman Barney Frank, you've got Martina Navratilova, you've got a real strong group of advocates for this, no, for the right time. And and I think those things are going to be and critical to what's going on in the future. If you get uh, a spokesperson like Martina Navratilova or Barney Frank talking about the importance uh, of these values within the corporate community people will pay attention and the way that this is set up to have the hundred largest uh, companies that are behind these types of values uh, I think there's going to be a lot of pull for it
1: Bob you're the one who made and launched this fund tell us about it and the timing of this launch as well
3: well I the timing obviously is is very good we we made sure that we tried to get this thing launched ahead of time perceiving the, uh, the index and the ETF to be of value to the community. And then I think the other thing that is really important is, is that the members of the community are very loyal. Uh, and so there's a sediment component to this index, which is kind of missing if you kind of just do your quantitative analytics associated with you know traditional index construction methodology.
1: And I want to join, uh, I want to bring in Andrew McMorland, Managing Director at Wallach Beth Capital. Andrew, great to have you on ETF Edge today. Your thoughts on this intersection now, uh, more younger clients, investors who perhaps are looking to match their their social governance goals with investing.
0: Yep. And thanks, Tina. That's should help a lot. Uh, good to be on. I also think if you're talking about young people, let's talk about the talent and where these people are going to work. I think that's yeah. an underlying thing that's going to drive this in the long-term future, right? So as an individual and as speaking to Wallach Beth, we're full supporters of equality in the workplace and in life for all people, right? Now, think about the CTF. If these companies are supporting no exclusions in a diverse workplace, we're not going to attract top talent. And top talent means a company performs better. And that's really the kind of hidden thing in here that's going to, that's going to drive better performance. There's a new survey that came out a few months ago that showed performance is actually the number one factor in selecting an ESG investment. So, you know, this should do quite well in the long term, given that world all supporters of. Bob,
1: how did you decide which companies are prioritizing inclusion more than others? Is it looking at board representation or are you going beyond that?
3: Well, let me just first respond to Andy's comment because he's absolutely right. The index is currently outperforming the S&P 500 and has been since uh, the day we launched it in November of 19. So the index itself is doing, I think, what it's supposed to do, uh, and it's measuring people's sentiment towards companies uh, and the values that they, in essence, exhibit to the marketplace. The uh, structure started out with uh, over a thousand securities. And then what the first thing we did was screen them for Uh, inclusion in ESG using the uh, UN standards. And then the second thing is, is we went out and we contacted uh, members of the community. We hired Harris Poll. And the Harris Poll staff went out and uh, surveyed as many people uh, as they felt would be statistically significant. And from that, we drove Uh the weighting of the selections of the company.
1: Understood. Clearly a comprehensive process used. Guys, let's switch gears to the reopening story. The jury is still out as a great debate over inflation rages on. Commodity prices have surged as lockdown measures ease and demand races higher for everything from lumber to soybeans, sugar and even rubber. But one precious metal appears to be sitting out on this major melt up, and that is gold. Tom, tell me what is happening here. Gold was supposed to be the the greatest inflation hedge. What's gone wrong?
2: Yeah, well, I think there are a couple key things here, Seema. Uh, First and foremost, uh, people don't need gold right now. They need everything else. They need base metals. They need oil and gas. They need agriculture, corn and wheat. And all these commodities are really key to what's going on right now. We have problems in the pipeline. Things aren't arriving on time. So it's a demand issue for sure. And we're also in the situation where people are uh, increasing prices. We're seeing that at the supermarket. We're seeing it at the pumps. We're seeing it in supermarkets as well. So all those things aligned doesn't bode well for gold. Gold's kind of flat this year. When you take a, the largest commodity fund, PDBC, uh, which is the Invesco Optimum Yield Diversified Commodity Fund, that's up over 27% this year. And one other thing about gold I think it's kind of taken it on the back based on what's going on with Bitcoin. Uh, I just got to Miami this morning. I'm going to be at the Bitcoin conference. They were expecting 2,000 people six months ago. They're going to be over 10,000 people here. Uh, I think it's taken a little bit of the luster out of gold.
1: That's so interesting. Andrew, your thoughts on on this sort of phenomenon, especially the correlation, if there is, between Bitcoin and gold. That is, Bitcoin way up this year and gold is down.
0: Right. Let's think about the extreme. So gold's actually caught a little bit of a rally, if you notice, in the last two weeks, really in the lockstep with the correction in the cryptocurrencies, right? Think about the volatility. Uh, we feel our institutional investors who are obviously getting starting to get involved in cryptocurrency, or at least thinking about it, then here you they get their first taste of a real decent, you know, which is a 50 percent correction. A lot of people don't want to stomach that even as an inflation hedge. So the more that those happen, I think it trickles back in. And just think of the extremes, right? When Bitcoin, when, when cryptocurrencies are down, people are like, oh, my gosh, it's a scam. It's, it's whatever. And then when cryptocurrency rallies, everyone's buying it because they're like, hey, it's going to take over Bank of America, right? Now, both those things aren't going to happen, right? It sits somewhere in between that. When gold rallies, it's like, hey, is it too high? What's the inflation hedge? You know, Do I use it for anything besides the store of value? And when gold is down, people go, hey, maybe now is a good time to get in a precious metal that's been around for 5 I guess the question right? is, are
1: you making changes to your portfolio right now? Do you have clients who are telling you, Andy, you know what? I don't. I want less exposure to gold.
0: I actually think our clients think that there could be a little bit of a pop here. We've seen some buying. IAU did a reverse split, which is a big old ETF. And I actually think this could probably get near. It's actually near an all-time high. It just doesn't move as fast, right? So I think it could hit that $2,000 level pretty soon.
2: Tom? Uh, well... I, I think there's always demand for gold. It makes sense to have diversity in 3 three to 5% in your portfolio. But as you probably know, SEMA, there's a line around the block at the SEC with people having applications for Bitcoin ETFs. It's going to be very interesting to see if that happens because then you can buy through your Schwab or your Fidelity account. Uh, you can buy Bitcoin and trade it. Through your brokerage account. That would be fantastic,
1: and I think that's going to be coming sometime soon. Something
2: yeah, we're looking that would, for. That would
0: put some pressure on gold. I agree with that, Tom.
1: That's it for today. I'm Seema Modi in for Bapasani. Thank you for listening. Make sure you tune in next week, and in the meantime, you can tweet us your questions or topic ideas at ETF Edge CNBC.
3: Invesco QQQ believes new innovations create new opportunities. Here's the greater possibilities together. Learn more at Invesco.com/slash QQQ. Invesco Distributors,
1: Inc.